pain has reached epidemic proportions in America. I'm Dr. Paul Christo. This is Aches and Gains. Dr. Paul Christo is one of America's leading experts on relieving pain. He's board-certified, Harvard-trained, and a pain medicine specialist at Johns Hopkins. U.S. News & World Report ranks him as a top doctor and among the top 1% in the nation for pain management. Becker's Review selected him as one of the 70 best pain management physicians in America. He's listed as a super doctor for the Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Northern Virginia area. Aches and Gains is a weekly talk show covering all aspects of pain and pain relief. The human impact is real. Older adults, children, and even infants struggle to cope with pain. But there's hope, and there are treatments that can ease pain and suffering. The show offers compelling stories about people who've found relief. We share cutting-edge treatments from contributing experts, and we offer ways to help people cope with their pain. Welcome to the show. How often have you said to yourself, this pain will never go away, or life as I knew it is over? These thoughts are common for those who live with pain. Patients have streams of negative thoughts about themselves, the world, or the future. And this is understandable because pain can change your mood, relationships, and your identity. What you may be surprised to know is that these persistent negative beliefs and images can both maintain and amplify the pain experience. Imaging studies of the brain, called functional MRI imaging, suggest just that. But what can we do about it? Cognitive behavioral therapy, that is CBT, can help, and much more than you might think. CBT gives us the tools to reshape our thinking, develop realistic alternatives, and change how we perceive pain. Our guest today will give you a fresh perspective on how much you can benefit from CBT. Leslie Coggan lost her job, husband, and friends after an injury led to a condition known as complex regional pain syndrome. CBT made her face some hard truths about the pain, but it also re-engaged her in life that she had lost and made her feel better. Then Dr. Dan DeLays, pain psychologist and director of the DeLays Pain and Rehabilitation Institute, joins us. He'll describe the techniques used in CBT, some of the research supporting it, and how it can make a meaningful difference in our lives. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Purdue Pharma, Teva Pharmaceuticals, Millennium Laboratories, My Life Patient Program, and DC2 Healthcare, and The Pain Community. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. Leslie Coggan has a condition called complex regional pain syndrome. It's a disorder of the nervous system causing burning, swelling, and extreme sensitivity to touch. Let's continue her story. Leslie, welcome back to Aches and Gains. Thank you. On our last show, you talked about how complex regional pain syndrome drastically altered your life. It severely affected your arms, neck, and traveled down your spine. Unfortunately, it led to job loss, a divorce, and a feeling that your life was over. You tried multiple medications, a spinal cord stimulator, and for the last seven years have been getting about 40 to 50% relief from a pain pump. Now, more recently, you discovered cognitive behavioral therapy, and that added even more relief. Let's continue that discussion. What previous negative thought patterns did you have that were then modified or reinterpreted by cognitive behavioral therapy? The pain will never end. I'm going to die from this pain. My life is over. I will never be happy again. All those were examples of what went through my mind. 
instead of my life is over, my life is just beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, The pain will never end. Well, the pain is not as bad as it was yesterday. Right. It will be better tomorrow. I'm going to die, but I'm not going to die today. Now, those are excellent examples of how the process of cognitive restructuring works then. What did you think of the individual sessions? The first time I did it, I thought the instructor was crazy. (laughs) I mean, I have to be honest. I laughed at it. Well, you know, after you went through a certain number of sessions, though, how long did it take before you've noticed results? Probably six months to a year. Well, it seems like a long time, but you're certainly more hopeful, more motivated, and it seems like you've overcome a lot of those negative thoughts. You know, one of the negative thoughts was I'll never crochet again. Uh-huh. And now I'm I'm teaching crochet. Wow. You know, I found my passion mm-hmm. and really concentrated on it. Yeah, I mean that's terrific. And it sounds like you're you're much more engaged in life as well. Oh definitely. I have a lot of friends now. I have goals that I set for myself yeah. and that are set for me and mm-hmm. I pass those goals which gives me a sense of accomplishment I never had since I was art. In fact, I feel human again. That's so great. And I hope that those listening realize how powerful CBT can be. Leslie, you mentioned in a previous show that you were able to stop certain medications once the intrathecal pump or the pain pump was implanted. Were you able to stop or reduce any medications once you successfully went through cognitive behavioral therapy? Yeah. I could say yes to that. You know, I I didn't have to take Valium or Xanax. Mm-hmm. I was able to have a calmer mind. Okay, well, that's really good to hear, too. Has CBT actually reduced the pain of CRPS? Yes. Oh, at least 30 to 40%. And I think that's much more than most people would expect. Which symptoms were the most improved? The mental anguish you go through, the anxiety, the depression in particular. How nice for you. Are you able to tell us how much your quality of life has improved from CBT? Oh, 100%. Because I would not be crocheting, I would not be working, I would not be walking without it. I mean, that's really powerful. And it sounds like the emotional distress about pain that you once experienced really isn't there anymore. And that's important because I think there is such an emotional burden that's part of having chronic pain. Oh, definitely. I was very dependent upon others. I'd lost my sense of self, and it allows me to realize that I have a value to this world, Mm -hmm. that I am a good person, that I am myself. It gives me an identity. That's terrific. And Leslie, what is it about CBT that's giving you that new sense of self? It's the fact that you're changing your mental attitude Mm -hmm. because it rules over everything. Right. With pain, it's almost a 50-50 deal. You know, 50% of it is is the actual pain and 50% of it is how you deal with it. Exactly. I mean, that's really insightful. Now, do you feel, it really does seem like you feel much more in control now. Oh, definitely. I now earn money. I now have a say-so in what I do on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. I'm not laying down and giving in. Exactly. And you're much more empowered. Leslie, are you now able to solve problems that arise from your pain in a way that you couldn't before? Yes, 
it's basically taking a look at it and trying to visualize yourself doing it and thinking of the best possibility and then just doing it. I think you're touching on a technique that not many people know about but can be very effective, and that is creating mental images, as you mentioned, visualizing yourself doing an act and then actually doing it. When I've recommended pain psychology to some of my patients, you know, they'll say to me, Dr. Christo, you think the pain is all in my head and that the pain isn't real. What would you say to them? The pain is definitely real. What's in your head is how you deal with it. That's magnificent. There was a study done on temporomandibular joint disorder that showed that uh, CBT patients felt less pain, had less interference with their activities, and that this lasted for a year or more. Do you feel like the results of CBT are enduring? Oh, yeah, definitely. Once you get in the habit of looking at the world in a positive manner, it's almost impossible to think bad. Indeed it is. And I'm wondering... When you have those periods of time when the pain gets bad, how are you better able now to withstand the temptation to feel lonely and to isolate yourself, to get depressed and and to go into that dark place? Well, yeah, I do have times when, when the pain gets hold of me. And that's when I use my meditation. Mm hmm and biofeedback, and I concentrate on healing myself and in using my mind to help my body heal. Exactly. How often do you see the pain psychologist, and how long are the sessions? Uh, 30 minutes to an hour. I see a pain psychologist every two to three weeks. Okay. Leslie, are there aspects of CBT that you really don't like? Well, sometimes it's hard to give up the rut you're in, Mm -hmm. and it makes you face certain hard truths about yourself. That part, I don't like so much. (laughs) (laughs) But it does help in the long run. Mm -hmm. When would you suggest that patients start cognitive behavioral therapy? That is, once they're diagnosed with a pain condition or, or several months to years later? Immediately. The sooner you can train your mind in how to manage your pain, the better off you're going to be. I agree. Then how important is finding the cause of the pain? Because, I mean, I have several patients, and naturally so, who want me to find the cause and then fix it. But, but it's hard to do that. Oh, yeah. I mean, with CRPS, they don't really know what causes it. And you just have to, to say, okay, well, I won't know. I've just got to deal with what's in front of me and do it. I mean, that's really hard to do, though, because, I mean, pain can be completely disruptive, as you described, and can derail your life. So, and patients want to get back to where they were before. This is the tough love. Your life's never going to be back the way it was. Once you have this, your life is never going to be the same. So you might as well start crafting a new life. Um, That's where, you know, seeing a pain psychologist can help you immensely get to that point. Well, And you're a great example because you gave cognitive behavioral therapy a try and it has transformed your life. Right. And finally, what would you say to those with pain who continue to suffer and who've lost all hope? Don't give up. Educate yourself. Go see a pain psychologist. Mm -hmm. Find a program. There is help out there. 
You just have to find it. You have to do the work. Nobody else can do it for you. Well said. Leslie, it was a great pleasure having you on the show once again today. Thank you so much. Don't go away, because after the break, pain psychologist Dr. Dan DeLays joins us once again. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, a global leader in medical technology, alleviating pain, restoring health, and extending life for millions of people around the world. Visit TameThePain.com to learn about treatment options for chronic pain. Teva, a leading global pharmaceutical company committed to increasing access to high-quality health care by developing, producing, and marketing affordable generic medicines, as well as innovative and specialty pharmaceuticals. Millennium Health is a leading health solutions company that delivers accurate, timely, clinical actionable information to inform the right treatment decisions for each patient at the right time. Millennium offers a comprehensive suite of services to better tailor patient care. More information is available at www.millenniumhealth.com. My Life Patient Program and DC2 Healthcare, connecting patients to top physicians in the United States, reaching the highest standard of patient care through research patient programs and gains in overall health. For more information, please visit mylifepatientproject.com and dc2healthcare.com. Dr. Dan DeLays is a pain psychologist. He's devoted his career to studying and treating patients with chronic pain since 1973. His most recent book, Understanding and Managing Chronic Pain, is available for patients and clinicians. Dr. DeLays, welcome back to Aches and Gains. Thank you. Last time, we talked about the basics of cognitive behavioral therapy, that is, how we think feel, and act are all interconnected. Importantly, cognitive behavioral therapy restructures the negative thoughts that fuel pain into positive thoughts and images of ourselves. In effect, it enables us to change how the brain perceives pain. Now, Dan, if I send a patient to you with pain, the first step would be an intake, where you take the patient's history of coping uh, with stress and pain, for example, and then that's followed by 8 to 12 sessions of individual therapy. Is that right? Ordinarily, it is going to be somewhere between 6 and 12 sessions. So you want the patient first to identify what their thoughts are and then to kind of segregate them into what are are more helpful things to say to yourself and what are the things that may be more detrimental and then give them alternatives to the detrimental and there's homework involved so we might have people keep a diary uh, document what they're thinking or feeling in a certain situation then review what the origin of that is and provide them with some more adaptive ways to approach it. Okay. And, and then, Dan, during these sessions, is this when patients learn to self-monitor their negative thoughts? And if so, how do they do that? One of the things that can be done is have them keep a diary. We review what they're saying, and, and that's where also involving a family member or spouse can be very helpful mm-hmm. in identifying these maladaptive statements and helping the family member to know how to react and to encourage more adaptive statements. Right, and by the way, we've done a show on pain diaries. For example, I think it was called Tracking Then Taming the Pain that fairly comprehensively goes through what it's like to create a diary that tracks your pain. Dr. DeLays, are you helping then the patient examine their automatic thoughts that influence the experience of pain? That's correct, and some of these thoughts can get so automatic that they even appear at the unconscious level. Mm -hmm. Our brains process things before it gets to our awareness. 
And if we're not careful, these maladaptive thoughts become such a part of our nature that they start occurring without us even knowing it, and so we have negative emotions, and we're wondering, where did this negative emotion come from? Well, it came from these maladaptive thoughts that you've been saying so long that they now happen without you even being aware of it, so then we have to help them to become aware that these may be going on, and sometimes to sit down, have cue cards, three-by-five cards, that they write more adaptive statements. I can manage this, I can get through the day, I can utilize more appropriate skills, and repeating those on a regular basis to help to have them replace the more maladaptive thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I think that the repetition is critical in retraining our thoughts. Tell us about automatic thoughts. What are those? Automatic thoughts are things that happen without us necessarily being aware of it. Mm -hmm. Once you start saying something to yourself, it becomes almost a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. So you start acting consistent with what you're saying, and then before you even know it, it reflexively triggers uh, this thought. So you can get yourself in a situation where it's like telling somebody, don't think about a pink elephant. Well, then all you do is think about pink (laughs) elephants. So this is not a matter of suppressing the thoughts. This is a matter of of recognizing them and writing them down uh, and learning how to say things in a more positive way. And when they become automatic, it's a little bit more difficult because you're not even aware necessarily that they're going on. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And at this point, do you then initiate the cognitive restructuring phase where patients learn how to reshape their thinking toward more adaptive coping? That, That sort of is going on along with the introduction of new thoughts. So you kind of hope that the person is integrating what it is that you're telling them into their thought structure. Right. How can you now take what you've learned to reframe, reformulate, and restate what it is that you're dealing with in terms of your pain, part of your life, your family, your work, exercise, things of that nature, so it helped to restructure and reorganize the thought process. Okay, so are you then really trying to get patients to understand that a lot of the emotional distress and self-defeating behavior of having pain is based on inaccurate thinking? We do, and that's a hard thing to accomplish because many of them will associate it, well, if you have the pain I have, this would happen to you too. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we can get them to realize to start self-monitoring And that can be done. And oftentimes, if they stick with it, patients will come in and say, you know, I I ran into the situation and and I could feel that negative thought and emotion coming. But I realized if I took a deep breath, if I said certain things, I was able to not completely prevent it, but it became very manageable. Mm -hmm, And that's encouraging. I also know that uh, after about three to five months of therapy, it seems like old patterns tend to creep up. So you have follow-up sessions every three to four months to prevent relapses and to make sure that patients stay on track. Straight ahead, if you're suffering from pain, Dr. DeLays will tell you how to rebuild an enjoyable, productive life. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by The Pain Community, a web-based nonprofit created by people living with pain. Check out paincommunity.org for information, references, advocacy tools, and a premium section to securely interact with other members in forums and chat rooms. Purdue Pharma, making a positive impact on healthcare and on lives. 
reminding everyone to safeguard medications in their home. For cutting-edge treatments and resources, follow Dr. Paul Christo on Twitter or like Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo on Facebook. Welcome back. We're here with pain psychologist Dr. Dan DeLays. Dan, as a, as a psychologist, how do you help patients develop new solutions? I mean, that is explore a related job or another recreational pursuit, for example. It is not uncommon for us to put our folks into touch with state vocational rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. We have a vocational counselor on our staff who can sit down and look at the patient's background, the training, and he's very good with a computer program to pull things up and say, with your background in education, these are all the things that are possible. As a matter of fact, once a year, we have a craft fair in our office, and last year I think we had 30 of our patients that set up booths and demonstrated what they do for crafts, their painting, their jewelry, their woodwork, and, and we probably had five or 600 people in the community wow. come by to see. And, and the patients, the, the impressive thing is the look on their face. When somebody comes by and purchases something they made and tell them how great it is, yeah. That, that's where you see the change. Absolutely. I mean, extremely gratifying for them and for you too. Dan, you know, I have patients who ask me to fix them. What's the best way to explain the situation without making them lose hope? What we try to do is get them to realize that their pain is a disease like diabetes. Mm-hmm. But there are things that if you learn to do, you can manage it. You can still do things. You just have to do them differently. But you as the patient have to do them. I like that because it empowers the patient to accomplish things that they haven't before. Are there certain pain conditions that respond best to CBT? Because I've seen research on the beneficial effects of CBT on temporomandibular joint disorder, uh, fibromyalgia, back pain, and headache, for example. Fibromyalgia, headache, low back pain. There's been more research done in these kinds of situations. Mm -hmm. Any chronic pain condition. When you find those conditions, whether it is a nerve-related or bone-related pain or arthritis, things like cognitive behavioral therapy can be beneficial. They may not have the exact same impact across all of these various types of problems, but it can be beneficial. Now, help us understand what catastrophizing means, because CBT can be quite helpful for it. I can't deal with this. I can't get it off my mind. Dr. Crystal, you've got to make me better. If you don't do something, I'm not going to be able to live with this. I can't tolerate this. I can't put up with this. I can't do anything. It's the worst thing in my life. There's no way I'm going to be able to put up with this. That's catastrophizing. (laughs) Excellent list. And the problem is that it can interfere with your capacity to cope by amplifying pain and interfering with treatment. And the research also shows that high catastrophizers show more brain activity on fMRI scans in areas of the brain that deal with attention to pain, anticipation of pain, and the emotional response to pain. And Dan, how much does CBT cost? Usually with a PhD level psychologist, and most of these are going to be 45 to 60 minute sessions, Mm -hmm. anywhere from around $95 to $125, $135 per hour. Okay. And Dan, before we close, what's the take home message about cognitive behavioral therapy for pain? Number one, what we say influences how we feel and how we feel is directly related to what we do. Number two, we do have the capacity to impact our thoughts, our mind, and to impact the activity in the brain. Right. 
Number three, the effect is very real. We are literally talking, and some people who have examined this at the cellular level Mm -hmm. can see that there are changes even in basic cell structure and how DNA manifests itself and what happens with neurotransmitters. So even when you get down to a cellular and a physiological level, thoughts and how we react to things impact at that very basic level. So we're really changing in a very fundamental way the entire structure of how our body responds. Absolutely. Thoughts really do matter. Dr. DeLays, I want to thank you so much for being here again today. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. The views and opinions expressed in this radio program are solely the views of Dr. Paul Christo and do not necessarily express the views of this radio station and Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, nor an endorsement by any or all of them of any of its content. This show provides medical information, not advice. Please consult your personal physician before engaging in any course of treatment or use of any of the techniques or products discussed on this show. Discussion of particular uses of products on this show have not been approved by any of the manufacturers of such products. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. Aches and Gains is produced by Tom Blair and Ty Ford. Elsa Langford is the technical consultant and engineer. Dr. Paul Christo is the executive producer. Thanks for listening. This is Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo.